Emotions are simply energy in motion. They are currents that run through the body essentially. And so when you start to move your body, you are going to shift whatever emotion you had prior to moving into a more positive state. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Rage Active Podcast. We're bringing you insightful conversations to help you live an active and inspired life. So make sure you hit subscribe so that you get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. Thank you so much for joining me each week to learn more on your health and wellness journey. And it would be so amazing if you could leave a review and a rating so that it will help us to produce more episodes for you in the future. I'm your host, Rachel J, and I'm so excited to bring this episode to you guys. Now, obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that we deliver some really amazing conversations with some inspiring guests. And I also deliver some solo episodes that will help you along your journey. So this is going to be one of those episodes. And we're going to be talking about mastering your mindset, especially during lockdown. And I know that especially if you are living in Melbourne or Sydney at the moment, we are currently in lockdown and Although we are sort of used to it, I feel that because we've been doing this for about two years now, a lot of people are very emotionally and mentally tired. And it's this state of fatigue that is causing a lot of frustration, a lot of down emotions and a lot of lack of motivation to really do anything. So these are going to be some steps that will help you to keep your mental game on point while we are working through this very crazy time. To me, it feels like we're in some sort of time-space continuum, to be honest, like life is sort of suspended and we're hovering in this weird limbo place. And sometimes I think it's difficult for our minds to really understand and make sense of what's going on because we don't have that sense of normality that we are so used to our normal structure, our normal routine, everything's kind of been thrown off. And so these steps hopefully will help you to create a little bit more balance and to help you find a sense of peace and calm uh, and happiness through this very crazy time. So my first step, first tip is to set some goals for yourself. And we're going to frame this because we are in a lockdown situation and we don't really know how long this is going to go for. We want to set some small achievable goals for maybe at the maximum a month out because we don't even know if we're going to be still in lockdown in a month or not. So we don't want to look too far ahead. So a month maybe at the maximum. And obviously this can be something that is going to work towards a bigger goal of yours that you might have. But let's set a goal specifically for the next month. And then you're going to break down that goal from the monthly goal to the weekly goal. So break down that bigger goal into smaller achievable chunks that you will need to achieve by the week. And then from there, we're going to break down the weekly goals into smaller actionable steps that you will put into your daily schedule. So this is the way that I would structure any kind of goal setting or action taking. You want to obviously start with the bigger goal first and then break it down into smaller chunks. But because we're working with the within the context of lockdown, let's not look too far ahead because sometimes that can be quite overwhelming. So we'll start with a month goal, a monthly goal, 
break it down into weekly goals, break that down into your daily goals and daily action steps. Now we want to choose something that we maybe haven't done before or that is something that we can focus our mind on whilst we are in lockdown. So it needs to be something specific to your context because Otherwise, if we broaden that scope and start to think really long-term about your big life goals and whatnot, sometimes that can be quite overwhelming because we also don't really know what's going to happen. So rein it in a little bit just for the moment. It doesn't mean that this is going to be you know, your goals forever. It's just for this little period of time while we're in this particular situation. So contextualize it and find something maybe that you would like to do to challenge yourself, learn a new skill. It could be, it could still be working towards your bigger life goals, but break them down into smaller ones and just focus on the month outcome rather than the ultimate outcome. Let's keep it Uh, smaller in terms of short term. The second tip I have is to set a routine and set some structure for your day. I've definitely spoken about this with several of my guests who work in this space. And these are things that I do as well because it really does help you focus your mind and set yourself up for a a good day mentally. So you want to set yourself a good morning routine, which means that you want to have a few things that you do in the morning that are non-negotiables for you before you start your day. So for me, these are a few things that I personally do. I usually get up and I write a gratitude list. So generally speaking, that will just go on for as long as I want to write for. Uh, But if you haven't done a gratitude journal before, you can start with just three things. And you want to say, I am grateful for this because of this. So you want to be specific about what it is that you're actually grateful for and why you are grateful for it. So for example, I'm so grateful for my home because it brings me so much comfort. It's warm here and I'm just so grateful that I have somewhere to live. And it could be really small things or things that we might take for granted like running water or food that is accessible to us or the fact that we are able to still work if you are able to do that. So you want to focus in on the things that you currently do have. That is going to definitely set you up for a good mental space for when you start your day. The second thing in terms of morning routine that I do is writing an intentions list, which is then really kind of ties in with our goals and that is what I'm intending to create for my life. And that could be longer term goals, but it also could be these smaller ones that we've sort of already broken down into monthly and weekly goals. So usually I will write that in the present tense as if I've already achieved that goal. So for example, I maintain my health and fitness during lockdown. It's already a statement. So then it just kind of ingrains into your unconscious If you give your mind positive thoughts and positive beliefs, it will help to, again, set you up to take the action necessary as you live out your day. The other thing I do sometimes is meditate, and I've spoken about this before as well. And it's not something I do every day, but when I feel that I need a little bit of space and I need some calmness, I will throw on a meditation track and lie in meditation for say five to 10 minutes. So not really that long. The other thing I'll do in the morning is also to journal and that will be just into my journal on the computer, but you can do this handwritten as well. So they're they're just some examples that you can do. Now, other parts to a morning routine may be as well, drinking a glass of water. It may be obviously 
your usual things like showering and brushing your teeth, but we want to incorporate other kinds of practices aside from just those standard, you know, showering and brushing your teeth that will help set you up mentally for the day ahead. So these are the kind of practices that we need to do. The next thing that I'll do as well, which I think is really important, is to write a to-do list. And this will relate into those goals that you've set for yourself. So you can kind of then pull in those smaller actionable steps that you've broken your goals down into and incorporate that in your to-do list. And when you tick those off as you accomplish them through the day, it definitely gives you a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment because you've actually done something and you are moving yourself closer to a goal that you've set for yourself. The other important point will be to also set an evening routine for yourself as well to kind of bookend your day. So for me, I like to wind down. So generally speaking, I'm clocked off my work by about, let's say six o'clock and I'll have dinner. Then I'll usually again journal and I won't be on any screens half an hour prior to sleeping. But whatever it is for you, you can just choose different things. They're just some examples of what you can do. But again, it is about fueling your mind with positive thoughts and also allowing the space to let your body wind down for the day. So you can choose to meditate at that point. You can also choose to perhaps it's listen to some music or or read a book or something like that that will help just calm your body down and, and get it prepared for some rest. The third tip that I have is to, of course, move your body. And movement, especially now, is so, so, so important for you to do in your daily routine. It doesn't have to be a hectic workout. It just has to be some sort of movement. And the reason is that when you are moving your body, you are shifting your physiology. You've heard me probably talk about this before. This all kind of comes back into my background in neuro-linguistic programming and the whole idea about physiology is that it is going to help shift your mental state. So no matter what kind of state you're in, movement is going to help you bring you to a more positive and calm state. Moving your body is going to help to shift your physiology and your physiology will then in turn shift your emotional state. Now, the reason why shifting your body helps with that is that emotions are simply energy in motion. They are currents that run through the body essentially. And so when you start to move your body, you are going to shift whatever emotion you had prior to moving into a more positive state. Plus you've got all the chemical reactions that are going on in your body. Endorphins are pumping through. So just in terms of the physical aspect of it, your body will feel good, but also your mind will feel great for moving as well. Now, I know a lot of us are feeling a lack of motivation, very unmotivated at the moment to be working out as we had been prior to lockdown. And what I would suggest for this is to make sure you stay accountable for your movement. So if you feel like you need a little bit of extra support or someone who can keep you accountable, join a challenge. There's lots of them going around online at the moment, like Core 30. We've got another one coming up in September. We've got a lot of other challenges that are going around from other trainers, other coaches that are putting on some excellent programs that you can join because it keeps you accountable. It keeps you part of a community and it's allowing yourself to be part of something greater than yourself as well. So you are 
part of something bigger and then you don't feel like you're just doing it on your own. The other suggestion I have for this is to follow your favorite trainer because most likely they're providing workouts somewhere at your favorite gym online or through their Instagram or wherever. But follow somebody that inspires you, that keeps you motivated, that keeps you accountable to your workouts. That's a way that you can motivate yourself to move. Just remember that you're always going to feel better after you move. My fourth tip is to nourish your body. And this is going to be in a variety of different ways. Firstly, obviously, our food intake. So nutrition-wise, let's try to stick to nutrient-dense food. I generally work to an 80-20 split, so 80% healthy food, 20% indulgence, because indulgence is just as important as eating healthy because it's healthy for your mental state. I would also say to reduce your caffeine intake. Now, if you're someone who likes to drink a lot of coffee, maybe just switch out one or two of those for some decaf or just reduce that intake slightly just so that you can keep a fresher mind. I mean, it's not completely necessary if you don't feel like you're experiencing any kind of anxiety or anything like that, but it definitely is good to keep your body in a more neutralized state and therefore that's going to affect your mind as well because the two are interlinked. I'd also suggest to drink your ideal water intake for the day. It's always different for everyone depending on their body mass index pretty much and as a general guide, 1.5 liters to 2 liters is a good starting point, but make sure you get that hydration in. It's really important for our bodies to be functioning at an optimal level at this period of time, just so that we are not feeling sluggish. It's just going to add to that downward state if we are not feeling good in our bodies. So at the base level, we want to make sure we're well hydrated and that we are nourishing our bodies with the right foods during this time. The fifth tip I have is to find some time to play. And This is really important because I think one of the things that is really difficult about being in lockdown is that we are unable to do the things that we normally would do if we could go out and see people. Our socializing time is obviously drastically reduced and we can only see people within a certain area. So it's important to find things that you really enjoy doing and adapt them if possible. So for instance, you could ask yourself, what would you do if you were a kid and you were stuck at home you know, on school holidays and it was raining all the time. What would you do? And find those activities that you would love to do that just brings you pure joy and inject those into your days and into your week and at least do them once a week. I think it's so important to understand that we want to make sure that we, yeah, want to find some fun during this period of time. And it's adapted fun because we are in a very restricted context at the moment. But what we want to focus on is what can we do? What makes you happy? What are the things that you would love to do that you can adapt to working in with the environment that we currently have that we have to work with? And I think part of it is to just finding something that you do just purely for the joy of it. Aside from watching television, I think that's one thing that we can all get distracted in and get pulled into that Netflix hole, which is amazing when you are in it and that's great, but also find other activities that require you to actually take some action. I think that's really important. One of the things as well I can say about finding time to play is to find an activity that you enjoy and challenge yourself to do it 
to a certain level or certain degree. It doesn't mean that you need to go full ball at it, but having that little element of challenging yourself will help to put you in a flow state. And a flow state is where your conscious mind becomes suspended just for those moments when you're actually engaged in this activity. What it feels like is that time and space suspend for those moments. You don't even realize how much time has passed. And you've probably definitely felt this in your lifetime when you're doing something that you really love to do. You're so focused on it. You forget where you are. You're just so engrossed with what you're doing. So find time to play and find an activity that will put you in this flow state because it will be one of those things that will help suspend those thoughts about what's going on. The sixth tip is to take the time to emote if you need. I cannot stress this enough purely because I feel like sometimes we avoid feeling emotions and that's because some of the emotions feel really yucky when you're going through them. Totally fine, totally understandable, but it's all part of being human. And so if we don't allow ourselves to emote and express those emotions, they do get stuck in the body and what they can express themselves as or manifest as our illness and also through they're more likely to be unhealthy behaviors that you know aren't good for you, but you're going to express them in in these ways because you aren't taking the time to actually let them out of the body. So my, my suggestions for emoting are to journal and I'm always going to recommend journaling because I've found it so instrumental in, in this part in terms of emoting just get your emotions and thoughts out on the page. That's one way to do it. And the other suggestion I have is to simply express your emotions. So if you feel angry or you feel stressed or you feel sad or you feel down, just let it out. One of the things that you can do is find, if you can, find some time, find a little space in your house and scream into a pillow, punch the pillow. Whatever you need to do to get those emotions out of the body is going to help you just cleanse any of those kind of more negative emotions or more draining emotions and get them out of the body. And that will help you feel a lot better and definitely give you a clearer headspace and feel clearer in the body as well. So guys, I hope this has helped you in finding a little bit more mastery of your mindset over this lockdown period. I totally get that it's a very strange time. And if for you being in lockdown is simply to survive, that's also fine too, right? And we don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves. We want to be kind to ourselves. We want to make sure that we're in a stable place to live our lives so that it's not more painful or we experience more suffering than we need to. So I'm so grateful for all of you guys listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Rage Active Podcast. Podcast.